Welcome to Mormon Mondays. During these Monday broadcasts, we are going to look at our neighbors who are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. In these broadcasts, we will wrestle with the major question that undergirds every conversation a Christian has with a Mormon. Are Mormons Christians? The simple and quick answer to this is not even close. However, we must wrestle with their theology and ours to see why they aren't Christian when they openly and proudly proclaim themselves to be. You might be asking yourself, why is this pastor from Minnesota, who grew up in Tennessee, focusing on Mormons? Neither of those places are major centers of Mormonism. The answer to that goes back to my spiritual journey, especially in my late teens. As a senior in high school and on through my sophomore year of college, I flirted with Mormonism. I never joined a Mormon stake, but I earnestly and sincerely looked through the Book of Mormon to see if there might actually be something to the Mormon truth claims. A few years ago, I presented my spiritual journey as a breakout session at a Higher Things Youth Conference at Valparaiso University. Over the course of these introductory Mormon Monday broadcasts, I might record my transcript from that presentation and put it on the podcast as well. The other reason for this series is that March marks the 190th anniversary of the first publication of the Book of Mormon back in March of 1830. The first objection many Christians run into in their opposition to Mormons being Christians is that Mormons have broken what John says in Revelation 22, 18 and 19. I warn everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book, if anyone adds to them, God will add to him the plagues described in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God will take away his share in the tree of life and in the holy city, which are described in this book. They will take the Mormons' belief in the Book of Mormon as part of Holy Scripture, in fact, another testament of Jesus Christ, as the cover says, with a third testament they have added to the Bible and therefore cannot be Christian, according to Revelation. The LDS Church has, in fact, added three sources of Scripture to the Bible in their theology. In addition to the Book of Mormon, they also have the collection of the Doctrines and Covenants and the Pearl of Great Price. Let's take a quick look at all three of them. The Book of Mormon presents itself as a history of the people who inhabited the American continent from their ancestral departure from Jerusalem in 600 BC until their destruction in 385 AD. There is also a book that has a brief history of people who came over to the Americas after the Tower of Babel. The Doctrines and Covenants are a series of revelations given through Joseph Smith that helped shape the early history of Mormonism. There are a couple of revelations that were received after Joseph Smith's death that are included as well, along with some official declarations that seriously brought changes to Mormon society. The Pearl of Great Price is presented as the translation of a couple of ancient documents preserved by the ancient peoples that were originally written by Abraham and Moses. Added to these are portions of Joseph Smith's history of the LDS Church and his translation of the Gospel of Matthew. The final portion of the Pearl of Great Price is the Articles of Faith, the last of the Mormon scriptures to be assembled and canonized. It is in this last portion of Mormon scriptures where we begin our look at our Mormon neighbors. Particularly in order to answer the question, are Mormons Christian more effectively, we look at the Articles of Faith. I will quickly read through the Articles of Faith at the end of this broadcast, but we will wait until next week to begin our in-depth wrestling with the theology behind it. In preparing for the series, I would like to recommend two books that I am using to help get the Mormon perspective on each of the issues we will wrestle with. The first is Mormonism 101 by Bill McKeever and Eric Johnson. 
McKeever is the founder of Mormonism Research Ministry in El Cajon, California, and he is the go-to guy for news items that arise in the Mormon church for issues, etc. Johnson also works with Mormonism Research Ministry. The second is The Gospel According to Joseph Smith by Ethan Harris. Harris is a resource consultant for Linganeer Ministries. Both of these books are available on Amazon in both paperback and Kindle versions. They should also be readily available from your local library, especially if they have an interlibrary loan system like Minnesota's MenLink. If you are interested in a quicker study of Mormonism, either or both of these books will be a great help to you. For this week, we look back at the objection from Revelation 22. How do Mormons answer this challenge? First of all, from Articles of Faith 8 and 9. We believe the Bible to be the Word of God as far as it is translated correctly. We also believe the Book of Mormon to be the Word of God. We believe all that God has revealed, all that He does now reveal, and we believe that He will yet reveal many great and important things pertaining to the Kingdom of God. Apostle Dallin Oaks wrote in the January 95 issue of the Ensign, What makes us different from most other Christians in the way we read and use the Bible and other scriptures is our belief in continuing revelation. For us, the scriptures are not the ultimate source of knowledge, but what precedes the ultimate source. The ultimate knowledge comes by revelation. Apostle Bruce McConkie, who we'll hear many times as he was one of the biggest and most sought-after teachers of the Mormon church in the 20th century, wrote in his book, Mormon Doctrines, almost all of the doctrines of the gospel are taught in the Book of Mormon with much greater clarity and perfection than those same doctrines are revealed in the Bible. Anyone who will place in parallel columns the teachings of these two great books on such subjects as the atonement, plan of salvation, gathering of Israel, baptism, gifts of the spirit, miracles, revelation, faith, charity, or a hundred other subjects, will find conclusive proof of the superiority of the Book of Mormon teachings. And Joseph Smith himself wrote in the History of the Christian Church in Volume 4, I told the brethren that the Book of Mormon was the most correct of any book on earth and the keystone of our religion, and a man would get nearer to God by adding its precepts than by any other book. So you don't have just my voice telling you these things. Here is a clip from episode 4 of the discussions of the Book of Mormon from BYU-TV. Well, brethren, today our privilege is to answer the question, why the Book of Mormon? So, of course, we have the Bible, a wonderful book of Scripture we know and testify of, but why would the Lord see fit to give us an additional book of Scripture? What's its purpose, and how can it bless our lives, and how can our our watchers, those who watch the program, as well as us, how can we use this book to, to bless our lives and to build the kingdom? That's the question of the day. <laughs> you think of Nephi and standing over Laban and uh, having to weigh the importance of getting a scriptural record, and, mm -hmm. and maybe it, it begins with this. And I don't know if Nephi could fully comprehend how important it would be, not just to him and his people, but ultimately what he did in getting those brass plates affects the fact that we now would have the Book of Mormon and, and a, a people without, uh, without pure scripture are left, uh, as we uh, see in so many ways, to struggle, to lose faith in God, to have questions, to, to begin to uh, wonder about their existence, and, uh, and surely to then question about the, uh, the Messiah and the role of Jesus Christ. So it seems to me that that's at least part of this 
major reason of why we need the Book of Mormon today, and there's a lot in the book that tells us about that, too. And now I'll close out this week by reading the Articles of Faith in its entirety. We believe in God, the Eternal Father, and in His Son, Jesus Christ, and in the Holy Ghost. We believe that men will be punished for their own sins and not for Adam's transgression. We believe that through the atonement of Christ, all mankind may be saved by obedience to the laws and ordinances of the gospel. We believe that the first principles and ordinances of the gospel are, first, faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, second, repentance, third, baptism by immersion for the remission of sins, fourth, laying on of hands for the gift of the Holy Ghost. We believe that a man must be called by God by prophecy and by the laying on of hands by those who are in authority to preach the gospel and administer in the ordinances thereof. We believe in the same organization that existed in the primitive church, namely apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists, and so forth. We believe in the gift of tongues, prophecy, revelation, visions, healing, interpretation of tongues, and so forth. We believe the Bible to be the Word of God as far as it is translated correctly. We also believe the Book of Mormon to be God's Word. We believe all that God has revealed, all that He does now reveal, and we believe that He will yet reveal many great and important things pertaining to the Kingdom of God. We believe in the literal gathering of Israel and in the restoration of the Ten Tribes, that Zion, the New Jerusalem, will be built upon the American continent, that Christ will reign personally upon the earth, and that the earth will be renewed and receive its paradisical glory. We claim the privilege of worshiping Almighty God according to the dictates of our own conscience, and allow all men the same privilege, let them worship how, where, or what they might. We believe in being subject to kings, presidents, rulers, and magistrates, in obeying, honoring, and sustaining the law. We believe in being honest, true, chaste, benevolent, virtuous, and in doing good to all men. Indeed, we may say that we follow the admonition of Paul. We believe all things, we hope all things, we have endured many things, and hope to be able to endure all things. If there is anything virtuous, lovely, or of good report or praiseworthy, we seek after these things. Signed, Joseph Smith. That will do it for this week for Mormon Mondays. I hope that you have found this beneficial, and as we dig deeper into the articles of faith and what the Mormons believe, teach, and confess, I hope you will see how we can relate to those to bring them to a true knowledge of the real gospel of Jesus Christ. Until next time, this is Pastor Doug Minton wishing you God's richest blessings as you wrestle with theology. Amen.